is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the post-game podcast here from the Blood Red channel. I'm your host, Edward Kane. Today, we'll be bringing you the thoughts of the Liverpool Echoes, Paul Ghost, Jurgen Klopp's press conference, as well as plenty of fan reaction following Liverpool 3, West Ham United 1. Liverpool recorded a 3-1 win for the third successive game uh, this time at Anfield against West Ham United. It's moved them up to second in the Premier League, behind only Manchester City and extended a winning run to six straight games. Uh, unbeaten in 18 in total now, dating back to April, and it really feels like Liverpool are starting to um, emerge from uh, a difficult um, season or so from, uh, from the end of last season. Um, Goals from uh, Darwin Nunes, Mohamed Salah and Diogo Jota right at the end of the game uh, ensured that Liverpool took the points. Despite a spirited performance from the Hammers, you have to say they're a team who are um, in really good form at the moment under David Moyes and they came here with a little bit of a point to prove but uh, Liverpool ultimately too strong for them. Uh, Salah scored after 16 minutes from the penalty spot after a sweeping move involving Luis Diaz and Nunes. Salah was fouled by uh, Nayef Aguirre, then um, he made no mistake for his fourth goal of the season, his uh, second of the week, and um, looked like Liverpool were going to build on that, but uh, Janet Bowen with a wonderful diving header made it 1-1 um, towards the end of the first half. Liverpool came out in the second and never really allowed West Ham to uh, execute their counter-attacking game plan at 1-1. David Moyes would have loved to have seen his side counter-attack in the same way that he did at Brighton a few weeks back, but uh, Liverpool were but too strong and secure, Joel Matip and Joe Gomez in particular at the back were excellent. Gomez once again filling in for Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back and Gomez didn't really give Mikel Antonio a sniff all afternoon. Um, it was Nunes who made a 2-1 with a wonderful finish from a clip ball over the top from uh, Alexis McAllister. Uh, that was really uh, a superb piece of play from both players and uh, once Liverpool got the lead, they never really felt as though it was going to be anything other than a Liverpool win. They huffed and puffed for the third. Klopp wrote on Cody Gakpo, Ryan Grant, and Jota. And it was the Portugal international who made a 3-1 later on with a Coaches finish from Van Dijk's knockdown from close range to secure the points and ensure that Liverpool made it six wins in a row. Liverpool have scored three times in their last four games and 16 of their 18 goals this season have been scored by a member of that front five. It uh, presents Klopp with an exciting range of possibilities and um, well, supporters are starting to stay, starting to believe that something serious could be done this season. We shall see over the coming weeks and months, of course. But uh, Liverpool looking good at the moment. On the opening weekend of the Premier League, Liverpool have won every game since and uh, look like uh, one of the following teams in the Premier League alongside Manchester City who have uh, won every game so far. So, yeah, the big three points for the Reds here. They now go on to Tottenham uh, next week. That'll be a big test to see where this amazing new look Liverpool really are. At the moment, uh, everything that's been put in front of them, they are rising to the challenge and answering the question. And it's finished here with another three goals for the Reds. Finished at uh, Anfield, Liverpool 3, West Ham United 1. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Was expected. Difficult, difficult game. Um, we had very good moments in the first half, but we're not enough in control to, to deny them completely, which is anyway difficult, super difficult. But I really thought again we had we great we, we, we played good in, in, in different phases. Um, lost some balls we shouldn't have lost that's clear 
that around we scored our goal, which was a super counter attack, especially counter attack. We had attacks, we had really, really good ones. Um, and then we were asking a little bit for the equalizer, if you want, around that. When I scored, I was not completely surprised. It was not like, oh, when I should have defended it better, that's clear. But most important is that you stay in the game, and that's what we did in the second half. Obviously, we controlled it much better. We gave them a proper uh, challenge. Uh, we really caused them some problems and scored super gold. Of course, it's now a really special one. The second one, <laughs> incredible. Everybody is looking at me when I'm talking about the goals like for these eyes, but I saw it only once yet, so I can't wait to see it properly back. Um, third goal, again, top set piece, which we all know how, how important they are. On the other side, how well we defended the set pieces um, of West Ham. Again, everybody should know how good they are in, at that. Um, Ali with an unbelievable save. And, Pretty important moment. So, improve. Maka with in the first, lost the first ball or second, I don't know. But then started really playing. It was really there. Dom similar, uh, really playing. Stayed in the game until late, late, late until the end actually. Um, Joel Mate with a super performance against Antonio. It's a, it's a key moment in the game. He chipped the ball there and um, I don't know how often in the past we suffered when he could control the ball. Today he had it once or twice, you know, immediately the chaos starts. Um, he did that really well. Darwin and Lucho after the Thursday. more top, top, top involved in defensive stuff. Obviously, offensively, everybody knows. So, don't want to forget anybody, Kurt is good, Verge, Robbo, and that, that's super important. And, and then the most important thing, the boys who came on it, again, super Im positive impact. Yes, it's a goal of Diogo, but um, I really thought Cody came on and that looked really, really good. So, this, this is the most important thing we can learn besides the three points, obviously. That's the way we have to deal with this situation. We have to use them all. Too many games. Thursday, Sunday is a tricky one. We have to get used to that. And for today, I'm really happy. Um, you were at times devastating on, on the kind of counter. And, and yet, obviously, it's still a new lineup that's still forming. So you must be excited. Yeah, start is promising. How I said, we have to we have to get used to different things. That's how it is. And um, yeah, the penalty came from a counter attack, and so that was um, sensational pass from Darwin, I think, to Lucho, and then he's the one in the in 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 the box as well, if I remembered right. I should actually it was in front of me. Um, and then Mo arrives there completely free, and if he's not getting fouled, then he probably finishes it off from a similar position like he did then with the penalty. So, no, you're right. Um, yeah, that looks positive to, again, these boys are good footballers, and when, when they have a great day, then they are 
extremely good, but when it doesn't start it well, that's why I like the, 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 the development into the game. So this time we didn't concede first, but we conceded anyway. Feels the same, to be honest. Um, it's not great. Um, but again, reaction, reaction really top. And that's for us in the moment the most important thing because we have to become this kind of team it's really difficult to deal with because when we are not playing well, then we are solid. When we are playing well, we are whichever word you used, really good. Then um, these kind of things. So that's how you can uh, get kind of consistency, and that's what we obviously need. I'm not sure I understood what contained. Oh yeah, yeah. The way we played, so it's like because I didn't get into the challenges anymore. So first half, I think. So the goal they scored was a, a ball we didn't expect in that moment. The long ball behind. We looked at in half time. We looked it back, so Robo couldn't put him offside. So it was clear, and we should have maybe reacted in the center slightly earlier. So for the ball, it was like a little breather in that moment. A bing, and the ball came again. They had in the second half a similar situation where Robo was there then when when in the back of Virgil and then Robbo got there. Um, but very often we, 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 we controlled that. Um, yeah, just we were better in possession, clearer. So I think there was, there was a really intense period. We were two one up and that was the best phase in the game. So we really controlled, we thought about changing, um, but then we really yeah, kept them calm with our own possession. And that's what you have to do, to the best way to to protect your own offensive start with finishing it off, and as long as you cannot finish it off, you should keep the ball. So that's that's how it is. And yeah, a lot of lot of good stuff I saw today. I'm, I'm, I'm it's it feels really good because before the game it was this was clear. You play Thursday, that's good. West Ham as well, but um, you and you arrive here and you know oof, really trick your opponent. And then on top of that, I'm not sure. I think with the, with the first whistle, the wind started. I, don't, I didn't, didn't remember before the game that it was windy, and we got out. And we thought, hey. You saw it this time with the big chance, I think, of Antonio, huh? the header he missed. I'm pretty sure, but the wind is not there. Is he, that is even more dangerous. So, makes it very often a 50 50 situation in these moments, and just you have to get the ball down on the ground, keep playing, try again, learn from the game. Use their formation as much as you can and defend them with all you have. And that's what we did. Paul? Yeah, what do you, what do you, how would you assess how this developed? Massive steps in the last few weeks. He's a, um, a, a threat. How is that? You all saw the goals. It was probably pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, and that was really strong. It was always available for us, super important that we have now kind of, I'm not sure if it's the right word, a ball player. And chip the ball there, get it on the chest and play from there. Like we scored the third at Wolves, for example, I think that was a similar situation. It's super important for us. Um, and the defensive work he puts in now, that's probably the main difference. He always wanted, but it was a bit lesser um, coordinated. Now that looks much better. We found a way how we can do it around him. Um, Curtis and and Dom help there a lot with the fle how flexible they are in the in, in that way. Um, yeah, oh, really good, absolutely. 
Shameless one. He was good as well. Uh, I know what I'm starting to sound like, but the match he hasn't started for three months in a row. What does he need to get back? He needs to get used to the things here. Mata is a, a, a super guy, very calm, very calm, um, and very polite, and that cost him the first two weeks maybe so um, and that's now getting there so he's not dirty or whatever and wants to get people out of the way to, to get into the team so he but he's every day improving and he saw that today it's he's there he's there he will help us a lot and he will play games and he will start games and all these kind of things just um, yeah it's all good he had already three four games now for us in a very short period so that that's the only thing what counts this is not a short-term term, term project um, but is a super important part of that squad and I'm really happy to have him. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Another really important victory for Liverpool at Anfield, 3-1 over West Ham and if you're going to mount any kind of challenge to the top places in the Premier League, they are games that you should be able to, to come through and Liverpool started the game, I felt, really slowly West Ham created two real opportunities and again, Liverpool were indebted to their goalkeeper, Alisson, who made an absolutely fantastic save and again, we've mentioned this time and time again how valuable this player is to Liverpool in terms of his impact at key moments and decisive moments in games which could tip the balance in the opposition's favour and again, the body shape to be able to react to a header in such close proximity and claw the ball out and the strength within the arm and the wrist to pull the ball back was was massive for Liverpool because then it allowed them to have the opportunity to think, to then go 1-0 up and obviously they did so through Mohamed Salah's penalty Darwin Nunes involved again and again everything Liverpool did in the final third involved Darwin Nunes and we've talked again I feel like some, some of the same sort of patterns were repeating but such a volume attacker that, again, if you get a structured side around him and leave him as the highest player to be able to basically threaten the 18-yard box, this player could blow up into something massive in the Premier League. I have no doubt about that and I've mentioned it before. And again, I mean, he'd missed a, a few really good opportunities within the game, but then Alexis McAllister plays the ball over the top in the second half and his ability to contort his body in the air to be able to control the finish with the ball coming over his right shoulder and find the far corner was absolutely unbelievable, really. It was an absolutely piece of brilliant finishing and so much of, of what he's capable of. We know he's capable of missing chances, but we also know that he's capable of executing and and taking opportunities that in normal situations you would you, you simply other players could not take. We've seen that again this season. And I've mentioned before about the great variance in his ability to be able to put the ball in the net. If you look at his numbers in his last season at Benfica, for example, I think he was the, the top-performing player in terms of his ability to execute chances on goal into actual goals. And then, obviously, the first year he had at Liverpool, that, that wasn't the case. He was he was completely... The variance was massive in terms of him being at the other end of the spectrum. So if he can find a, a sort of a middle ground somewhere in between that and he still gets into the areas that he continues to do and Liverpool continue to have dominance in games which allows them to, to give him them opportunities, then we could be looking at a, a really high goal haul for this player and a player who could create 
multiple problems throughout games for, for the vast majority of opposition. He did so again today. Majority of what Liverpool did that was good in the final third was involved him, really. And after that initial start from Liverpool, West Ham obviously going into the game with a, a 4-5-1 system to basically sit in a mid to low block and try and limit Liverpool's spaces that they could operate in in the final third. But after the initial period in which West Ham had the upper hand and created them chances, Liverpool really got to grips with the game. And it was only a short spell just before half-time that Liverpool got a bit sloppy. West Ham had a couple of opportunities in the round, that 18-yard box, and you sensed there was a bit of tension, there was a bit of trepidation in the Liverpool side. And as, it sta- as, it, as what carried on from that was West Ham then getting an equaliser, a very well-taken header by Jared Bowen. Again, a little passive from Liverpool in that period, which allowed Liverpool's West Ham to get in the, into them good areas. But in the second half, I felt it was a really, really good performance from Liverpool. I felt they dominated the majority of the ball. They dominated the the field tilt in their favour and the possession and really ring-fenced West Ham United into their own area. And this is exactly the kind of thing that we want to see from Liverpool. It's been difficult to see it at all times this season because they've had a numerical disadvantage in some of the games and had a game against Chelsea where they were particularly poor with the ball. But that was more like a, a Klopp side in relation to the superiority that they should have considering the players they have and hopefully a tactical setup which will allow less spaces in between the units of the team, which means that they can congest the pressure in the opposition's half. And Liverpool then, as much as West Ham weren't giving up great opportunities, Liverpool were creating enough opportunities, having enough of the ball and having enough territorial domination that you felt that Liverpool were going to go on to win the game from that point. But they still had to do so, and that's why Darwin Nunes' finish and the timing of it within the second half was so crucial. And obviously Liverpool finished the game off with the introduction of Diogo Jota. And to be perfectly honest, Liverpool, within that last period of the game, actually could have scored more goals with better decision-making or better execution. So I felt Liverpool deserved to win the game on the whole. And considering the slow start they had and the, the goal going in, the, the level of just before half-time, they overcome, again, some adversity within the game to be able to, to reach that outcome. One thing I would say is, you would not want this carrying on, though, for Liverpool. You know, I know that Liverpool's fixtures have not been particularly easy for a lot of the season, but you would like Liverpool to have situations where they're not involved in games which go to the wire all the time and you know they're exerting themselves to the, to the maximum capacity. Of course, you would hope that that kicks in towards the back end of the season when Liverpool become more settled within the units, the formation of the team and also the new personnel, I suppose. But it was pleasing to see a second half in which Liverpool did dominate and then obviously they went on to, to win the game. I think one little caveat I'd put in is there was a free header from Jared Bone, and it was really frustrating for me to watch Andy Robertson in these moments because he had one in the first half where a needless free kick given away near the corner flag where he just has to decelerate, shepherd the opposition out and he did it again today in the second half. That goal goes in from Bowen, a really poorly defended free kick, and it could be a lot different for Liverpool. So Liverpool go from a situation where they're totally dominant in the game to creating a situation where you then put James Ward-Prowse on a set play in Liverpool's, in a dangerous area, and West Ham could have easily, with better execution on the header from Bowen, again, been in a, a situation where they then go ahead in the game or level in the game. I can't remember what the game state was at that time, but these are mistakes that can't be allowed to happen. Robertson, it's such poor defending for such an experienced player. Decelerate, put your brakes on, and then don't try and steal the ball. Just shepherd the, the player out in the in, in areas where which are not dangerous. And I know it might sound 
a minute detail in the grand scheme of the game, but that cannot carry on because better teams will punish you in them scenarios. And I just wanted to finish in the game uh, with with the, the podcast by, and it's a player I've touched on a few times really, but I think I'll just touch on him once more because I felt he was the best player on the field today for Liverpool, barring one aberration in the second half where he needlessly to give him the ball away in an, an undangerous area, and I might say, but it doesn't matter, that's for the force I've pointed out because he's not something that he's accustomed to, is Curtis Jones. I don't see what weakness Curtis Jones has got as a modern-day midfield player. Off the ball, he's absolute elite in the way you can press the ball. He's a physical monster to be able to get around the field of play. And also, with the ball, we know how assured he is, the choices he makes, how technically flawless he is when he receives possession in between lines in the deeper build-up phase, no matter what it is. And I really believe that, you know, people... I often see lineups, you know, predicted lineups from Liverpool fans or fan bases that don't have him in. And I, I don't understand. We are watching what could be a really, really important player for Liverpool. And for me, one of the first names on the team sheet in the way he plays at this moment in time. He, he's so important to Liverpool, not only off the ball, but on the ball. He's secure in possession, able to transfer and progress the ball through travels or excellent technique in, in tight areas. And then without the ball, the ability to get up to the ball, sustain pressure on the ball, accelerate and then decelerate, applying that pressure. I just think he's... Yeah, he's a physical monster as well as being an absolute elite, flawless technician. And when he offers that little bit more in the final third, where I feel that he's more than capable of, I, I don't see a weakness to this player's game. I really believe he is going to be a top, top player for Liverpool to, for years to come. And I thought his, his, his performance today was, was outstanding again. So I just wanted to mention that at the end. Really good result for Liverpool in what's been a good start to the season. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.